Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Effective Altruism Forum Weekly Podcast. My name is Colin Snell, and now we can say welcome back because this is episode two of the podcast. It's brand new, and what we're doing here, uh, just to give a quick little description, since, of course, it is the second episode, is we take the top-rated Effective Altruism Forum posts from the previous week, this week being the 19th to 25th of September, 2022, and then we summarize those posts and communicate them to you. That is, you know, with the main goal, the main intention here is to help allow folks in the A community to digest more content, more ideas in ways that uh, are not just straight reading. Because I know some folks already are so inundated with a ton of reading every day. You might be a student, you might be an active researcher in the field. God knows how many pages everyone is already reading every day. And this is just a way to allow you to listen on the go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said, my name is Colin Snell, and we have a really long one today, so I'm really excited to jump into it with the philosophy and methodology section. After the philosophy and methodology sections each week and the top raid posts from that section being summarized, we then move on to the opportunities and community announcements. Those are new organizations, job hirings, new prizes, things of that sort. But like I said, we're going to jump in first with the philosophy and methodologies posts. So here we go. So this week's first post is called Just Look at the Thing. How the Science of Consciousness Informs Ethics by Alleged Calypso. What this one covered is questions surrounding ethical theories and you know a broader question about consciousness and how it relates to questions of ethics that obviously the EA community are going to be incredibly concerned with. So ethical theories often contain background assumptions about consciousness, personal identity, and valence. Instead of arguing these or theorizing around these questions, we can just test them in reality. For instance, Mixed valence states, that is, pain and pleasure together, are relevant to negative utilitarianism and population ethics. From real life, we observe that if a pleasant experience, uh, for example music, occurs during a painful experience, stomach ache or a, a painful, you know, you stub your toe or something to that effect, that experience can mute the pain. This help us, helps us refine the negative utilitarianism view and opens up new questions like if this is still the case for extensive pains uh, or uh, you know, extremely, extremely intense emotional experiences, which we can also test empirically through research. Other examples are often given, including high-dose DMT as experiences that aren't successfully captured by many philosophical frameworks. The author argues this approach becomes more important as we open up futures with more complex valences and states of consciousness available. The future is going to be opening us up to all of those, you know, to, to many, many new forms of consciousness uh, as technology and pharmaceutical experiments expand, and that puts a lot of these questions that traditional philosophical frameworks and philosophies of mind potentially into question. And the author here is arguing that we can test a lot of these theories in a much more robust way, given these experiences and you know rooting them in actual human experience. Now onto community announcements. The first post is called Quantified Intuitions. An epistemics training website, including a new effective altruism-themed calibration app by Sage. Quantified institution or intuitions helps users practice assigning credences to outcomes with a quick feedback loop. Currently, it includes a calibration game and pass casting, that is forecasting on resolved questions you don't know about already. This app is meant to help individuals train their epistemics and their ability to deduce knowledge as well as forecast. The next article is called Announcing the NYU Mind, Ethics, and Policy Program, or NYUMEP, and this is by Sophia Fogel. The New York University Mind, Ethics, and Policy Program, MEP, 
will conduct and support foundational research about the nature and intrinsic value of non-human minds. Non-human minds include animals as well as artificial intelligence-based minds. Several projects are currently already underway, including a free public talk on whether large language models are sentient, which you guys should definitely sign up for. There's a link in the description down below, and an award uh, and workshop seeking published papers on animal and AI consciousnesses, which individuals can also, uh, in the near future, submit articles to. The next post is called, The Next EA Global Should Have Safe Air by Josh Morrison. Josh C. Morrison, that is. And what this one was about is about uh, improving the and testing uh, indoor air quality biosafety interventions at EA Global. Indoor air quality is a promising biosafety intervention, but experimental evidence on which methods to use is pretty sparse at the moment. Effective altruism being an early adopter of interventions like air filters or UV lights and recording outcomes would help assess what works and what doesn't work and help the community reduce infections all at the same time. EAG is a natural candidate for this due to its size. Other possibilities include EA offices, co-working spaces, and group houses, along with other meeting spaces that EAs uh, frequent. The next post is called The $100 Billion Opportunity That EAs Mostly Ignore by Jeremiah Johnson. Individual charitable donations are in the hundreds of billions. Last year, individuals and organizations gave an estimated whopping $484.85 billion to charity. The largest proportions are religious donations and next educational donations to existing three- to four-year colleges. Only around 6% is donated internationally, and more public outreach approachable arguments and asks specialized charity evaluators and public attacks on practices like Ivy League university endowments could help direct this money to much, much more effective outcomes and organizations. All right, next we have a post called EA's Brain Over Body Bias and the Embodied Value Problem in AI Alignment by Jeffrey Miller. AI alignment might benefit from thinking about our bodies' values, not just our brains. Behavior in humans is often interplay. That is, if we consider hunger and eating, this includes some cognition, but also interplay with the stomach, gut, hunger-related hormones, etc., and so forth, which in some sense have goals, like to keep blood glucose within a certain bound. It's how our body informs itself that we need to eat more or eat less. If we align AI with only our cognitive values, this has error modes. That is, many like donuts, but our bodies usually prefer leafy greens. If an AI is trained to care for human bodies the way the body wants and keeps its systems running smoothly, this makes us safer from these failure modes. It also allows us to include preferences of infants, fetuses, those in comas, and others unable to communicate cognitively. We can learn these body values and goals via pushing forward evolutionary biology and other related fields of study. Continuing in the artificial intelligence domain, the next post is called Shahara Avin on how to strategically regulate advanced AI systems by Makiel Chazi. I apologize for pronouncing that incorrectly, most likely. So this is a collection of excerpts and links uh, to a discussion with Shahar Avin, who's a researcher, a senior researcher at the Center for the Study of Existential Risk at Cambridge, um, aka Caesar. Uh, and some of the key points uh, that Avin uh, was able to share um, with Michael, uh include 
Uh, first, a lot of cutting edge AI research is probably done privately uh, from private organizations and isn't published uh, in a public domain. Uh, the next one is security failures are unavoidable with big enough systems. Complexity leads to increased chances of uh, schisms and schisms um, that can cause some some seriously seriously bad failures within systems. Companies should be paying the red tape cost of proving their system is safe, secure, and aligned, which big companies are not currently paying. Uh, big companies are currently used to paying uh, to meet regulations, uh, not to cover the red tape costs. And lastly, we should regulate now, but make the technological regulations future ready and updatable. We need to be able to adjust the laws for unpredictable technology uh, to the best of our ability. Yet another AI post is called Two Reasons We Might Be Closer to Solving Alignment Than It Seems by Cat Woods and Amber Dawn. There's a lot of pessimism in the AI safety community at the moment. However, keep in mind, first, all the arguments saying that it's hard to be confident that transformative AI isn't just around the corner also applies to safety research progress. It's still early days, and we've had only about as much progress as you'd predict given that up until recently we've only had double digit numbers of people working on this problem full time. So Woods and Don point out here that we just have not had the resources and human power uh, to you know actually make really robust progress here, which is a good reason to uh, potentially be a little bit less pessimistic and maybe do a Bayesian update when it comes to your uh, pessimism when it comes to the AI problem. Moving on now to community and media-related posts. The first one is called Let's Advertise Infrastructure Projects by Arepo. There are many projects providing free or cheap support to effective altruists globally, uh, but aren't well-known um, and aren't really frequently talked about, um, at least anywhere as much as they really should be. This post and comment section aims to collect all of these, um, and multiple examples are linked in each of the following sections, co-working and socializing spaces, professional services, coaching, financial support, etc. Um, I am really, really in favor of pushing this post as much as possible. The comment sections are incredibly useful for any up-and-coming EAs or existing and established EA community builders, um, in addition to researchers uh, and other folks in any way whatsoever involved in the community. So please check it out. The next post is called Levels of Donation by Zipotnik. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, again, apologize with that. Um, but this one is about personas of donors, personas of donors by donation amount. Um, that is, uh, you know, a retail donor around 1K is less likely to care about transaction costs or to investigate charities. Um, each level is separated by a factor of about 10. And the author also discusses how a person might move up levels, um, which, you know, might happen just from donating substantially more through other routes that the author uh, pans out. Um, and uh, this also relates to increasing income and pooling donations with others. Overall, it's a it's a post just about thinking about levels of donate donations within um, EA and charitable organizations more broadly. The next post is called "Effective Altruism for People with Non-Technical Skill Sets" by Ranja. EA is big, and we need a wide range of skills. This isn't always obvious due to the visibility of AI safety and biosecurity discussions. Examples include operations management, design, communications, policy, historical or behavioral research, etc., and so forth. Some examples of folks occupying uh, specific niches and using them for EA are folks like uh, Kikiop uh, Olowarowi, 
uh, who is a veterinarian who co-found Healthier Hens, uh, or Liv Bowie-Ree, I got both of these names, Bowie-Ree, who is a poker player who uses her network to encourage other poker players to donate to effective causes. The author suggests increasing visibility of effective altruists doing this wide range of work via a Humans of EA monthly feature. This idea is, is, is super, super fascinating. Uh, I think folks who are within uh, spaces tangentially connected to effective altruism, and this is exactly what Roncha is, is arguing in the post, uh, should be uh, talked about more within effective altruism and something that Cornell EA is absolutely going to be uh, prioritizing. The next post is titled Author Rutger Bregman about effective altruism and philanthropy. And this was written by Sebastian Schewicker. This is a link post to an interview um, of the author Rutger Bregman on his personal view of philanthropy. Uh, Dr. Bregman is a historian and um, author who's really effective at reaching people outside the EA community, um, and he's been mentioned more than any other kind of individual um, in effective spendeds post-donation survey uh, for how people got involved initially with EA or initially heard about it. The mistakes of focusing on student outreach in EA is our next post, and this was by David Nash. EAs started in universities and community building efforts have heavily been focused there. Even if students are on average more receptive and flexible, continuing this trend can be a mistake because it risks an image of EAs as a youth movement, losing out on important skills and networks from experienced and existing professionals. And this might create a lack of mentorship and mentorship ability within the field. The author suggests redirecting resources at the margin by encouraging general community building, skill building, and object level work more strongly with students, over becoming university group organizers or other form of university focused community builders. The next post is a criticism piece called The Criticism of ADK Job Board Listing Strategy by Yonatan Kale. The ADK job board isn't just highly impactful jobs, it also lists jobs good for career capital. Found within an informal Twitter poll of EAs, 55% of EAs weren't aware of this and believed it was important to talk about. The author suggests only including high-impact jobs and allowing community discussion of impact level and better communication of current states of different job and job listings. Kush uh, underscore Khan from ADK comments uh, that they plan to visually distinguish top impact roles and update their job board um, tagline and FAQ, um, as well as link organizations, um, effective altruism forum pages, and add a new feedback form to help address exactly this problem that Yonatan Kale uh, brought up. They also note most roles are there for a mix of impact and career capital reasons, um, as well as most of their readers um, are, are looking for that as well um, from their own assessments. The next article is called What Do AI Safety Pitches Not Get About Your Field by Aris Richardson. Arguments that misunderstand a field can really reduce the credibility and put experts from those fields um, off of effective altruism and existential risk work. So the question the author was asking the audience uh, was, can you know people suggest to help her collect samples uh, uh, to help minimize this with AI safety um, more broadly? And the responses include people speaking from fields of psychology, economics, anthropology, and politics. For the, uh, for the psychology, there were no clear definitions of intelligences that encompasses um, you know, the, the entire concept. Uh, I definitely have seen this in my own studies of, of psychology. Um, and uh, that is really, really challenging uh, when put inside an AI safety context. 
Um, some of the economists in the, the comments uh, noted that forecasting double-digit GDP growth based on AI feels really dubious. Uh, some of the anthropologists that tuned in uh, suggested that AI is to what we are to chimps. Uh, sorry, AI is to us what we are to chimps. Um, and they believe that that quote misunderstands how humans acquired power and knowledge. Um, that is cumulative cultural changes over time and you know, storytelling, all these you know, more human aspects that anthropologists are, are really intimately familiar with. And lastly, the political folks in the comments uh, just mentioned non-starter political ideas. Um, this is something that um, can also be addressed further through uh, just better communication of ideas. The next article is titled Summarizing the Comments on William McCaskill's NYT Opinion Piece on Long-Termism by a user named West. It is a numerical summary of 300 comments on McCaskill's NYT piece on long-termism. 60 were skeptical, 42 were positive. The most common skepticism themes were, quote, something to the effect of our broken culture prevents us from focusing on long-term, on the long-term. That's about 20 of them. Uh, and uh, other arguments relating around the idea of, um, you know, that, that we're completely doomed and there's no point to trying. That's about 16 of the comments. Uh, the author notes that few commentators or commenters um, engaged on biorisk or AI, uh, associating long-term future concern with the environmental concern um, or uh, pandemic concern. Uh, and also many um, also assumed long-term referred to two to seven generations um, and not the actual sort of scope of long-termism. Um, so this author by you know, West was able to, to really summarize a lot of the misconceptions um, that the NYT or NYT piece um, had, had left with people or potentially um, some misconceptions about long-termism uh, that the, the piece was able to stir up from folks. And next we have an article called Optimizing Seed. Uh, Pollen Ratio to Spread Ideas by Holly Elmore. EA community building often talks about the funnel, uh, you know, the, 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 the funnel by which individuals learn about EA, become more involved in EA, and then finally, you know, are like fully EA aligned and, and, and dedicate themselves to the work. And more recently, the focus has been on creating core EAs in that funnel, right? The bomb the funnel discussion. Another model is we have outreach. That's like creating seeds. Putting lots of resources into a few promising proto-EAs or proto-EA communities. And like creating pollen, um, that is a low resource uh, per person, but spreads widely. Like plants, we need to get the ratio like perfectly correct. The author suggests we're currently too weighted towards seeds and should be doing more pollen-like efforts. Spreading ideas to a wide audience. The author argues that by doing more pollen-like efforts, that is communicating to a wider audience, sometimes that pollen will stick and someone will become a core EA, despite not having much dedicated support beforehand. The next post is called Announcing Effective Dropouts by Yonatan Kale, Gavin, Vardev, Johnny Spicer. And Johnny Spicer, I should say. Uh, the author's TLDR of this post is uh, that, quote, effective dropouts is meant to be a casual, fun excuse for reminding people that dropping out of a degree can be a good decision. As a counter to all of the existing pressure for degrees, uh, being the default slash only or obvious way uh, that people can go about continuing their career. The rest of the post is mostly a joke, um, as the author's uh, TLDR notes. Also, please comment, just as a side note, uh, please comment any of your favorite uh, joke EA articles. <laughs> Reading the second half um, of the announcing effective dropouts post um, was really fun. So I'd really love to hear your guys' favorite ones in the comments down below. Or tag us on Twitter. Um, my handle is at Coleman Snell. 
um, with one of your favorite uh, more joke or, or more lighthearted EA forum posts listed. All right, continuing on past the 20 minute mark. Thank you for holding in there. The next post is called Establishing Oxford's AI Safety Student Group Lessons Learned from Our Model by Charlie Griffin and Julia Carbing. So this group aimed to increase the number and quality of technical people pursuing a career in AI safety. Um, and some of the re- key lessons that they learned were using an AI audience instead of an EA one greatly increased the technical audience. AI safety was still an easy sell without EA and long-termist philosophy. Socials after talks were of very, very high value and expert supervisors providing research questions um, and limited around one hour per week support to groups of students was a highly developed or a highly effective development opportunity for their students. The next article was titled ETGP 2022 Materials, Feedback, and Lessons for 2023 by Tremel. This includes lecture slides and exercises from the course, quote, Topics in Economic Theory and Global Prioritization, designed primarily for economic students, graduate students considering careers in global priorities research. This program includes lunches, social opportunities, and shared accommodations, um, and it's going to be running again in 2023. From a post-session survey, all the participants were very satisfied and satisfied with the course itself, and over 18 of the 34 wrote that um, they may have or definitely changed their plans uh, for what they want to do with their careers. The response also noted that one of their favorite parts of it were the social aspects of the program. The next post was called My Personal Story of Rejection from EA Global by Constance Lee. So Constance Lee has been involved in effective altruism for over a decade. Uh, she knows that she has made significant life path changes, uh, such as involvement with ETG and medicine, um, as well as launching a $60,000 per month business and donating all the profits to effective altruism, uh, in addition to running successful cage-free aid campaigns. They felt alternatively welcomed. Uh, in EAGX, virtual, local groups, and supportive CEA membership. Uh, But however, they did feel very disillusioned with multiple EAG rejections, with a lack of context and frankly unsatisfactory replies by the EA community. What the author suggests from her experience are the following. Changes to the EAG admission process. Consider how rejection can feel like a judgment of applicants' worth. And send better responses included with rejections. These could include links to sensitive explanations of common reasons for rejection, a semi-automated system for feedback, um, that is, you know, flagging applications by primary reason for rejection and sending templated emails based on that. And the last one being training CEA officers and staff on authentic relating slash nonviolent communication methods for informing people of why their application was not selected. Additional suggestions by Lee are analyzing the cost rejection um, experiment with interventions to reduce it and publishing those results. Last one being address the power of a small group, CEA, in missions via transparency, blinding admissions, and potentially renaming EAG uh, to CEA Global or something to that effect. Now, moving on to the community announcements and opportunities. Uh, the first one is the announcement that the Rethink Priorities uh, Special Projects Program is being announced, and this was posted by Rachel Norman. Uh, Rethink Priorities is launching a program to help start promising effective altruism initiatives. Some will be internally incubated and later spun off into independent organizations, and others will run externally 
uh, and will also be fiscally sponsored and given operations support. The team is currently incubating and sponsoring diff uh, eight different projects, ranging from insect welfare to community building in Brazil, uh, all the way to AI research, and is looking for expressions of interest for those interested in fiscal sponsorship or project incubation. And of course, for transparency's sake, it's important to note that this podcast is produced in coordination with Rethink Priorities. The next post is announcing something called Effective Altruism Pulse, which is going to be a large monthly U.S. surveys on effective altruism. And this was posted by David Moss and Jamie Elsley. And this, once again, is a Rethink Priorities uh, one, so the stipulation in the last one applies to this as well. But Rethink Priorities is running a monthly survey of the U.S. aimed at understanding public perceptions of effective altruism in really cause areas, funded by FTX Future Fund. This includes overtime tracking of general attitudes, as well as ad hoc questions such as testing support for particular policies or EA messaging. Requests for both sections are welcome, ideally by October 20th. The next article is uh, called Announcing the Future Fund's AI Worldview Prize by the star-studded posting staff of Nick Beckstead, Leopold, William McCaskill, and Katanarama, as well as AB, just AB. And this one uh, is announcing the fact that the Future Fund believes it's likely they are either significantly under or overestimating catastrophic risk from AI, um, or that they are focusing on the wrong aspects of the problem itself. Since this affects the distribution of hundreds of millions of dollars, what Future Funds is doing is offering prizes of up to $1.5 million for arguments that significantly shift their credences on when and how AGI will develop and its chance of catastrophic effect. A secondary goal is to test the efficacy of prizes at motivating important new insights and new research. Smaller prizes are also available, and entries are due on the 23rd of December, 2022. And lastly, it's announcement that the Center for Effective Altruism's events team is hiring. This was announced by, a by Amy LeBenz, um, and it just notes that uh, the EA Global Events Associate, Retreat Associate, and Community Events Associate are all positions that are being hired currently at CEA. Um, the team has been growing really rapidly and on track to facilitate uh, 4x the connections in the EA community this year, um, as they did in 2021, uh, and the applications close on October 11th. Also, I lied about the last one. That was not the last article we'll be covering today. There's actually two more I want to cover. Uh, the first one is $13,000 of prizes for changing our minds about who to fund. Clear Thinking Regrants Forecasting Tournament by, Spence, by Spencer G. And, or Spencer G. and this is $13,000 of prizes up for grabs, big announced. Win some by either changing Clear Thinking's mind about which of the 28 finalists to fund and by how much to fund, or by being a top 20 forecaster for which projects they actually end up funding. And last article for today is Open Positions X-Risk Community Management at CLR by Stefan Torges. This role will be across areas like event and project management, one-on-one -on -one outreach and advising calls, and setting up and improving IT infrastructure, writing, giving talks, and attending in-person networking events for CLR. Previous community building experience is helpful, but not absolutely required, and the deadline will be October 16th. Well, there we have it, 27 minutes of summaries for the Effective Altruism form in the last week. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is once again Colin Snell, and real quick, 
Submissions are still open for the Truman Prize. That's $100,000 being given to different effective altruists whose work hasn't been publicized directly or recognized publicly. And it's it's a really good way to give back to the community. Submit any folks you think are deserving of that five dollars to $10,000 uh, slice of the $100,000 Truman Prize. We'll go ahead and link that down below. And once again, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Thank you so much for Rethink Priorities, for doing this in tandem with me. And I will see you guys next week for episode three of the EA Form Weekly. Thank you guys, and I'll see you guys next week.